Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. Mm. Y'all. Dropping every Thursday on the hour of the 12. Yeah. Breaking all the curses, creating family well. Yeah. Saving my community, my passion is their help. Yes, I am a teacher, but I do not miss help. Looking at the world through a feminist lens. Dub it or trash, no recycling bins. Women are superior, we're gonna get our wins. Category clothes, the girls get their tins. Transphobic thoughts are shaky, they wobble. Homophobic creeps left behind, they dawdle. LGBT on pose, yeah, they model. Black to the future, we say poppin' models. Like a dice, like a dog. Is it just her show now? Like, what's it giving? I've been working hard on so many different yes, things. Yes, you have. You have. I'm so proud and of you. And I finally achieved what I've been working towards, one part of what I've been working towards. So, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> but welcome, y'all, back to a brand new episode of Black to the Future. <laughs> and y'all can actually hear Mab is here. Yeah, what's up, folks? <laughs> we have missed you. Oh, I'm here now. I miss y'all too. I miss my sister. Y'all, y'all know I talk to Zay like all the time, though, but still, <laughs> doing, doing the show and, and being on here, it's, it's there's no experience like it. Oh. It's just really awesome. So. Yeah. Not that I didn't love our guests. Shout out to our guests, uh, Big Chris, uh, Javion, uh, Romeo. Shout out to y'all and everybody else that has been a guest so far. Really appreciate all of y'all for being here. Mm-hmm. And those are some wonderful shows. I listen to them religiously. Uh, um, hello. Okay. <laughs> so it was some really, really great content. So please go back and listen to them if you haven't listened to them at all yet. Hello. And more so than that, like it says like on our analytics, like 50% of us that listen to this show are using Apple Podcasts. I'm going to need to see some more podcast reviews, girls and guys <laughs> and non-binary folk. I'm going to need to see some more reviews. 
we have like a, a, a nice solid five star rating. But if you, if, but we would love for our content to go out and be like heard by more people. So like if y'all go on now and be like in the Apple Apple Podcast review section and go clickety click 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 and give us some five stars and tell us how amazing we are and sickening we are. We would love that. We would love it. Mm-hmm. We would love that. But anyway, so I'm so happy you back. I didn't miss you, even though I do talk to you like every day. Anyway, <laughs> this is just so different. Um, sister, just to jump into it, mm-hmm. how is your blackness doing today? Uh, well, we are recording on what day is this? This is Tuesday, right? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have you seen the City Girls thing? Oh, God. What? what oh, the, the music video Jobs. Yeah. Okay. At the very beginning, they do like this little skit and it's Carisha JT and they just sit up there and then this man trying to order something and they don't have something at the restaurant. And then they like, what today is it? Tuesday. <laughs> it's just the way. It's the way JT say Tuesday. It sends me every time. And the way Carisha asked the question, she said, what it is? Tuesday. Like, <laughs> that's because, you know, we a little Southern. We got some Southern flavors in there. I'm sorry. So if- we, can't, we, we can't help it. <laughs> it sent me every time and I I think I did it for like a solid like at least two weeks or maybe three weeks or more like every time Tuesday came and I could remember it was Tuesday I would post that and shit and I would be like what today is it? Tuesday like <laughs> it's just so funny but anyway we're still on Tuesday we're recording on Tuesday and um, at least here in uh, Chicago shout out to all of our um, people who listen in different parts of the country even people who listen overseas shout out to y'all thank y'all for listening and tuning in International, um, baby, baby. International. And I'm still gagged that they understand it all of this. Like, y'all really listening that we t- <laughs> Baby. Anyway, um, it's gorgeous outside. It's what, like 77 or something? Yes. And I'm a I love winter, but I think like I'm starting to move away from winter as I get older. Like this is becoming real late. So like uh-huh. this 70 to seven degrees I went outside and I was like, Jesus. This is glorious. So my blackness is absorbing this sunlight. Melanin has that power, Jesus. So like I'm absorbing sunlight. I feel great getting some vitamin D. Maybe I might get some other kind of D later. But that's what's past the point. (laughs) But it's just like it feels so nice like to have this kind of nice weather like I really understand how like the weather affects your mood and stuff like that so I feel really great I um I finished one quarter of my program from this from my new job so I feel so fucking great about that I was low-key nervous I was like I was like oh god because you know when you get a new job and they and you'd be like okay I really like this job I don't want to fuck it up like so I'm always asking people like, how did I do? How did I do? How did I do? And they just like, you're fine. Like you're still learning everything. I'm just like, I want to be perfect yesterday. And, <laughs> yes, and, and man, you know that's impossible, but you know how just like, I just want it to be right. But anyway, I'm very proud of that. Um, yeah, I feel really good in my life right now. There's good things happening and good reasons to smile and I can't wait till May and then June when Pride Month gets here. Oh, speaking of which, um, oh, I do have something out. I have something coming out that I'm very proud of. 
very soon that I haven't really talked about. It's not a huge thing, but uh, it, but is uh -uh. but is something uh, it's cute. Okay. But anybody else who would like to offer any kind of like pride projects and stuff, I'm gonna need y'all to start asking right about now because. <laughs> I don't want to be two seconds away from June or halfway in June and you girls come like, well, we need representation. You should have asked me that like six months ago. How much is the call? How much you paying? Anyway. Get with it. Get with it. Baby, because <laughs> if you paying, trust me, I will be there. And I'm sure Mav will be there because we like coins. Yes. So. Yes. And y'all cannot see Zay right now. But she is oh glowing. God. And she, y'all got to see the fit she, I wish y'all could see the fit she got on. Oh she God. looks so good today. Like, y'all. Stop. Y'all need to see her. I, I'm yeah. gassing her up because, oh my gosh, y'all just need to see her head. Like, it's all the, it's hot girl summer. Yes. <laughs> Real ass nigga give a fuck about it, bitch. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> how, how is your blackness, Mav? Tell, tell the audience. Tell me. It's, it feels accomplished. Mm. It feels positive. It feels strong. It feels heard. It feels brave. Mm. It feels, yeah, it feels like, I feel like me. I feel, mm. I, I, I feel like me, but a version of me that trusts in myself and my abilities mm -hmm. um, a bit more than I did in the past few months. Mm -hmm. I feel good. I feel really good. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thankful. I'm sending all the gratitude out um, because I know when you're when you are grateful for things, all this stuff just comes right back. It mm -hmm. opens room for even more awesome things to happen for you to be grateful for. So. I'm good. I'm so happy. <laughs> Your cup is running over. You... And my titties getting bigger. Shut up! <laughs> okay, let me tell you, Mav is on his working out. He is wearing it out. Like, I have been literally in love with the progress that you made. We was on, like, another call the other day, and I was literally just sitting there looking at his titties, and I'm just like, God, his chest is percolating. I'm like, I'm going to wait till afterwards to say something, but they look real nice. So, like, oh, because we are getting ready for summer. I'll be watching your Instagram stories, and I'm just like, oh, man, I'm going to come out there and hurt people feelings. Like, let me go ahead and do mine, too, so. <laughs> I can't wait for, that's something I really can't wait for, is to go to the lake rain and go to the beach. And I can't wait for your birthday. I can't. There's so much stuff I'm looking forward to. I can't doubt it. It's gonna be so sick, niggas. I really just want to have some fun, cute beach pictures where we just lay in there and we. And, oh, if there if there's a nice, beautiful man, Dingo, that would that want to do a white girls on me and just <laughs> no white chicks, white chicks. When he come over, like she's like, what happened to the sun? He's like, easy. But I'm not white chocolate. He's like, easy white chocolate. I wouldn't want you to melt. And you just looking up and all you see is a big man and dick. I'm like, hmm. Mandingo. <laughs> Mandy, map, you know. You a big old himbo. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, I'm 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 really proud of you personally. Like, you know, I'm, all the work that you're doing with all the stuff that's going on, the program and, and IT and there's just so much. I'm genuinely so proud of you. And I really just wanted you to just have the best experience and everything. And I'm, I'm you know, if people outside of the situation don't know what we're talking about, but I I want you to know how much important you are to me and how much you how much I want to help you grow. This is this is family, y'all. 
Y'all see, like, if y'all don't have people in your space that lift you up and love on you, um, people can give you criticisms and stuff without taking you down mm. and bring you down. They can, it's a difference between when people give you criticisms that build you up and you can still feel it. They're saying things I love. But if y'all around people that, feels it just feels negative energy zapping mm-hmm. uh feels like you can't be yourself them not the people for you that so part. i'm just saying y'all hearing how me and me and zay interact we've known each other for a very long time and the, the reason why our relationship has survived and uh been the way that it is is because we have that trust in each other um mm-hmm. that we can always be there to lift each other up Mm-hmm. regardless of if there's situations we don't agree with, we're going to be there for each other. Right. And I think that's what true friendship is about. And so please don't let all these false flagging people try to rope you in. <laughs> people, I thank you for saying that. I you, you are like every single one of our friends is my family like when i meet people and they be like who's your family i'd be like my mama is like i like i love her my brother but like my best friends are my family so you and dexter jenny um matt like uh terry i love and reese i love all y'all y'all mean so much to me like and Chrissy and Brett, all, uh, every single one of y'all have like a very integral part in my life and my existence. So I really appreciate all of y'all. So. Kisses forever. <laughs> and more so than that, like what you're supposed to do with friends and family, you're supposed to pull them up and you're supposed to pull them out of situations. Speaking of out. <laughs> out. Oh, you like that, huh? You like that. I like <laughs> so on this episode today, we're going to be talking about some basics and we might do some storytelling about coming out and, and the feelings that people have around coming out and that can and that's going to be pertaining specifically to the alphabet mafia as we like to be called <laughs> the alphabet people uh the l the g the b the t the q the i the a and the plus you know every single one of those letters and then some so we'll talk about that right after this small moment Okay, y'all, we are going to talk about the process of coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out, coming out. So, you know, coming out, I'm going to read this definition, you know, because that's important apparently because so people can know what's going on coming out yes hello coming out or coming out of the closet you know that's what they like to call it is a metaphor used to describe lgbtqia plus persons who self-disclose their sexual orientation or their gender identity so again a metaphor coming out or coming out of the closet for LGBTQIA plus people is the act of self-disclosing their sexual orientation, who they are attracted to in a romantic or in a sexual sphere, or their gender identity, which is not going to, of course, be in the line of being cisgender. So basically, when I read this, this basically says that what it feels like to me is like everyone's assumed, you know, everyone's defaulted, air quotes, 
to be a cisgender heterosexual person, which means, of course, if you've been watching, not watching, but if you've been listening to this podcast up until this point, you don't know what them words mean. Girl. <laughs> Where you been at? Where you been? <laughs> anyway, but if cisgender, so you, the uh, gender you were assigned at birth, and of course, because we live in this system, it's only male or female, according to what they think, but of course, they're intersex people, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. The I in the LGBTQIA+, there's the intersex mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what intersex is, girl, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to explain it real quick. Intersex, of course, is the process by which someone's genes and their um, genitalia can have varying combinations. So just because someone has an XX chromosome pattern doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have internal genitals in the vagina and ovaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or they may have XXY. That Y shows up. There's three chromosome patterns. Now what do you do? You know, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're a cisgender person, that means you were assigned a gender at birth and you go along with that gender. So if you were said, if they smacked you on the ass and they was like, it's a girl. And you said, yep, Jesus, this feels good to me. This is right with my spirit, my what I feel in my body. Yes, that's being cisgender. Anything outside of that idea of being cisgender, of course, is going to be a transgender. So trans, of course, means to go across in gender. Of course, we know it's a social construct. If y'all watch Slay with Zay, y'all will already know this. So like, please <laughs> tune in because it is it, it is very educational. Like she needs to have her own spot on like a major TV network. Baby, <laughs> give me a minute. I will. <laughs> but anyway, Slay with Zay is my YouTube series. So if you know y'all need to go check that off. Y'all need help trying to figure out which being a trans person is. But of course, every the idea of being heterosexual. Or the idea of being straight is, of course, meaning that you're attracted to the opposite gender. So if you were assigned a female at birth and you're a woman and you grow up and you like men, that's being heterosexual or being straight. And, of course, the opposite of that is anything not that. (laughs) So L is lesbian, G is gay or homosexual, which is also lesbian, which is fun, bisexual. You know, and there's much more other uh, sexual identities out there. The there alphabet tons. mafia goes tons. The alphabet mafia goes on forever. So basically, what you do is like you default. Your de- your default because of course everyone is born with these like the characteristics already. You're basically you're predetermined to be a you know a queer person in regards if you wanted it or not. Like mm-hmm. it's predetermined. It's like having you know, mental health issues. Not that that's a good comparison or like if you're going to be a black person or how much your genes are going to be set up. It's just predetermined. You don't have no control over this. See, and which is why I can't get with the whole gender reveal party thing. Mm. I know a lot of uh, straight folk love to do it because it's just very cute and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But... (laughs) I, I... I like the idea of it, what it presents. It's like celebrating a new life, but it just causes this inherent trauma around someone who could potentially be a trans person. You know, you're like setting yourself up for like, everyone's defaulted to this. I think that's my biggest issue is coming out. So of course, you know. Just do like a, just do like a white powder. And then like that, be like, it's a baby and do it but like it's because i feel like it's more so it's not even a gender reveal party it's a a sexual organ reveal party basically they're like it's gonna have a penis 
Yeah, but is it gonna be a boy? Right. <laughs> having a penis, if you're, you know, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a boy, and having a vagina doesn't mean you're gonna be a girl. I don't, I see, that's what I, I, and like, especially like that gender reveal part, people be so extra when they cause that whole fire. Extra as hell, like what? <laughs> I know I'm extra sometimes, but not like that extra. Well, Ma'am, they fire. set a whole <laughs> section of a state on fire. What kind of state? To say this baby is a boy. Did McGruff say only you can prevent <laughs> They could have prevented it. But they decided that. Ooh, you stupid. I hate you. Only you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> I think I think it's ridiculous. I think if they're gonna do anything, just do a balloon pop or something, and just have it white smoke or something, because it'll save you a lot of heartbreak later. I I think so, and I think it just sets people up for just just for people who are going to have trans children who don't understand what that means. It just sets you up for a certain kind of feeling when it, when your child's like, "Well, I actually feel this way," and they're like, "No, I had a whole party, you know, twelve years ago that told me exactly who you are," and it's like, "Yeah, but now I have a cognitive brain and I get to talk and tell you how I feel about things," and this is why my bitches, my bitches, my bitches, my bitches, my bitches. Mm-mm-mm. Sorry, thought about. That. Thought about Nikki's verse on the My Nigga remix. Sorry. My bitches, my bitches. I need a nigga with some good neck ostriches. I can't. <laughs> that line takes me out every time the way she says ostriches. Ostriches. I'm like, girl. Ostriches. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I'm just like, and this is my issue with like these, with the trans youth thing that's going on right now. I have a really big issue with that. So, you know, I'm just like, let these kids just exist. Like, they done told you something and you done got completely bent out of shape and no one knows what being trans is. And they just like, you're gonna cut the child's penis off? You're gonna take off her breasts and you're gonna remove their ovaries? I'm like, do y'all not know that you can't perform surgeries on children like that until they turn 18 years old? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, people don't understand. That they just don't educate themselves. Right. And... Also, with with the government, it feels like the entire world at times, they're against LGBTQ people, Mm -hmm. uh, identify people. So make it easier on them and not being the family in their world that's against them, too. Like, be there for your people. Come on. Like, it's frustrating. But anyway, all of this could be avoided. Trust me, all the gender reveals, all the trauma of like kids trying to play sports if they're trans or just trying to exist like Zaya Wade. She's just trying to fucking exist. And it's like Mm -hmm. people attacking her. Why are you attacking my baby? I'm going to stab y'all. I'm so serious. That's my baby. I think she'll she'll be 14 this year. Y'all not going to fuck with her. That's my niece. (laughs) (laughs) I... I also, um, I did some research mm-hmm. and I was looking at, uh, I love the, the Trevor Project. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's a nonprofit, uh, LGBTQIA plus organization. Mm-hmm. And they also have a coming out handbook, Ooh. uh, for, uh, young folk and people of all ages to actually read. It's, it says for young folk, but this is something that could be useful for all ages mm-hmm. coming out. 
because you know some people leave, wait and they have kids and stuff like that and then they come out when they like in their 40s 50s at times right. like it's there's no way to really say when or uh, when you should come out you know just some people are just blessed to be able to come out a bit sooner right um, living that truth and I, I will and we'll definitely put that link for the um coming out handbook from the trevor project which is a great org who does great stuff for lgbtq youth specifically so um we'll put that link in the bottom and the details of the description of the show so y'all can find that if y'all need to pass that along to someone who may have a a queer child or something like that or or if you need help understanding more about this but in the way you just you just said something that was very important about um side note caitlin jenner running for um <laughs> running for governor there's that that's funny and Why are all these celebrities running for political office? Because the way that America is set up, we think that apparently celebrities have the same kind of power and privilege as people who've studied law and stuff like that. Apparently, we think that. Oh my God! Like, girl, what? Fix the Fix the Jesus. But that's a, I want to point out Caitlyn Jenner. Aside from that, because look at how late she came out. Yeah. True. And look at how early someone like um, Jazz Jennings came out, another trans uh, trans woman. Like she had, you trans uh, Jazz Jennings like came out on national TV basically, and she was like a child, like four, five, six years old, knowing exactly who she was. Just like cisgender heterosexual people, also known as cishet people, they already know who they were. So why can't trans or queer people know who they are? Just because Caitlyn waited until she was in her 60s to do it doesn't mean that she's not any less trans. That whole time when she was going under her previous dead name, like she was still like a trans person. She just wasn't acting on it. She didn't come out. Whereas, like, Jazz Jennings felt supported perhaps a little bit more, so she came out sooner. So, coming out is a very personal thing, I find. And I just want to make sure it's clear that you take your time if you're a queer person coming out. Mm-hmm. And in real life, I wouldn't even want us to have to come out. We should just be able to... Exist. Right, because straight be... people don't. If you're cis head, you mm-hmm. don't have to come out. Right, like, and I think that's just because they feel like that's the default. Because when science is involved, they're like, "Well, science." I'm like, "Well, what about intersex people or when trans people have the same brain patterns as their cis hetero counterparts?" Mm-hmm. Then it's crickets. Then it's crickets. You have nothing to say about that. Or when queer people come out and they have a different sexual attraction or whatever like that. It's not like they broke away from the default. It's just that the default has been established in this world where it's like, well, because the penis goes in the vagina, it goes in much more other places too. Like, let's just, let's be very clear. And it's like, you, you, and then of course life gets created that way. That's fantastic. But not everyone is going to have that as their default setting. Not everyone starts there and then everyone moves away from it. I don't think... I've always had a speculation in my head about Mm -hmm. nature Mm -hmm. and how it works and our ecosystem and humans and senses and things that we probably probably aren't aware of as of yet. Mm -hmm. But if you think about, and so don't quote me on this, y'all. This is just me speculating. I have no research or basis. I'm not a scientist when I'm talking about this. Mm -hmm. But, like, I believe 
um, with population control. Mm. You know, our population is booming. What are we at? Seven point at the end of seven point billion. Uh, something billion people mm-hmm. on the place on the face of the earth accounted for, but you know, to survive and whatnot, everybody don't need to be having babies. That's everybody, that, so I think queer folk, LGBT folk, things like that are uh, a product of nature, mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, for humanity as a whole to survive being on our planet and making sure that 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 is the population control. Right. In it's like built in. Because there's so many, there's also so many kids out here that um, are not wanted or or, mm. or or their parents can't provide for them, so they are put into foster care. There are so many loving queer homes with a mom and a mom, or a dad and a dad, or you know a non-binary couple that can uh, give this child the love and compassion and the understanding that they need to be a functional human being in our society. So I I think. That I would love for us to do more um, research on that and ask those questions. Mm. I think we these are questions that we need to ask ourselves. I like that idea. I just like the idea of watching like God or whoever y'all believe in, like sitting there and then like they just flipping through a magazine and then they get this siren warning like, eh, eh, and then God looks over and she like, ooh, they getting a little bit high on that planet down there. And this is of course millions years ago that we don't even know about. And she's like you know what, I'm going to have to release the gay gene. And she pushes the button and she turns back and she just like, there we go. That'll hold him for a while. <laughs> like that'll, that'll hold him off for a cute minute. You know, I'll check back in in a little while. You know, like I just see that happening. <laughs> that is so funny. Can I please make like a short, a movie? Or okay, like that. that would be so cute if somebody did that. Just like, or a TikTok, that would be great. It's just like someone turns and they just like, what's this alarm? And they just like, oh Lord, they're getting kind of full down. Now to slow this down. There we go. Go ahead. Y'all go ahead and handle that. So I'm like, if that's what Jesus wants, that's what Jesus going to have. I just, I, in my, in my head, and this is just, and that's just my logic brain Mm -hmm. thinking about that. Um, not, not even like with it being like, not my, like my, an artistic part of Mm -hmm. me thinking, but just logically, it just seems like that would be, I I, I feel like people would be praising like, or be so happy. I don't know. I, and so that's that's the other thing about it for me is like there's no answer because trust me if they could have figured out there was a some kind of queer gene part of me feels like they would have found it extracted it and then if a baby had it in the womb I feel like they would scan for that shit and they would probably make sure that like oh this baby has that gene would you like to continue this term and this and continue this pregnancy and they would probably be like oh no. And that would be over. But see, they didn't invest that much into it. And um, I feel like they probably would <laughs> they probably would try to invest into it now. They like, no. But that's the other thing too. It's not, and then this is the other thing is like queer people who decide to have um sexual part uh, sexual intercourse with someone who has the opposite um 
you know, set of genitals. Like if there's a penis and a vagina, if it's a trans woman and a trans man, and they're both like not on hormone blockers of any kind, and they decide to combine their parts with my powers combined, there's going to be a baby. Yeah. So queer people can have babies. And I think that gets like really crazy. Like a lot of people like to say, well, my bloodline's going to stop if my son doesn't have a child. No, he, he, he could, he could fully go and like have a, a transmasculine person as his partner. And if they have a conversation where the transmasculine person wants to carry a child, look, you have a baby. Uh-huh. But then, of course, that's going to be a whole big to do, of course. Just like, well, it wasn't a mother or something. Just like, girl, did you want the child or not? Damn, like, can't win for losing. Like, like that, that personally irritates me. Or a trans woman who's a lesbian or non-binary people, whatever parts. If the if they come together and those powers combine, there will be a child probably. So it's not like queer people can't have a ch- have children. That, that makes people feel... I feel like it, it makes um, cishet people feel so uncomfortable. Um, because it's like, 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 like we are messing with some type of sanctity of that and it's like are you kidding me do you, y'all if, if if all the sanctity and yada yada around marriage and childbirth it was that important to y'all then y'all wouldn't be cheating and did, baby all that. There, wasn't there. rolling stone wouldn't be a soul baby <laughs> rihanna wouldn't say unfaithful like she wouldn't have a song called unfaithful that we was all jamming out to in 2000 and what was that 2004 five or whatever we all wouldn't be living for that to do this anymore. <laughs> Baby. Anyway, so all this to say when it comes to the idea of coming out, this is some of the fears that queer people have about coming out. So some things that you may be afraid to do. So again, of course, being a cis-hetero person in this world is the default. And if you stray away from that, then you have an obligation to tell people that you are different from that. And it's like, why do I have to tell people my business? So they won't be confused. So they won't do it down. It's like, uh-huh. what if I, that's my personal business? What if I don't want people to know? What if I feel like I'm in danger? Like, this uh-huh. is the issue we have with this idea of coming out. It immediately assumes that every single person that walks this earth, as soon as they're conceived, is going to be a cis hetero person. And when they deviate away from that, they have an obligation to inform people who are not um, queer themselves that they are, in fact, queer. So they can label them and so they can be like, all right, this one's a queer. We're going to avoid this one. Thank God. You know, it's very uh-huh. like that. Like, why does this have to be a thing? And I, and I I also find it very unfair that some folks have to come out multiple times, whether yeah. that be um, someone who is on their discovering of their their gender identity, mm-hmm. and they they're like say they're um, um, assigned male at birth, mm-hmm. and they're like okay I'm gay right now in their teens, and then they have to come out like uh, Carmen Carrera. Right. Remember mm-hmm. from from Revolts Drag Race, mm-hmm. and she, she had to come out again on the show, right. on a gay show, on a queer show. Right. She had to come out again, and it was like, why? Like she didn't need to. That wasn't. It, it, why can't we? Why can't we just accept people walking in their truth and who they are? Mm-hmm. And I like. And for me personally, I remember I had to come out multiple times just because 
of the whole religious aspect mm. of it. Because I, I came out and then um, I got like a, a exorcism or something like that. Ooh. Then I, I was so afraid mm. that I went back into the closet. Mm. And then I had to, then I came out again. Mm. So it, there's so much trauma and stuff that can be avoided just by allowing people to walk in their truth. That's my, that's my thing. I need to get that on a shirt. Walk in your truth. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and more so than that for me is like when you said that, it's like people do have to constantly keep coming out. Like, you know, the thing about cis hetero people is that they get to be complacent, so to speak. They get to just sit there and be like, I'm cis, I'm straight, boom, and that's it. And so every time as a queer person you meet someone, you're going to have to tell them your tea at some point. You know, like even if you're one of those girls that, you know, like flounces around and everyone's like, oh, well, we can tell that you're gay. Or we, or there's a more masculine presenting woman who appears to be that way, like, oh, we can tell. You know, there's still like so many times you have to like, if you know, if someone doesn't... Um, present on the opposite gender spectrum side. So like a masculine woman may not have to say as much just because of the nature of our society. But a woman who is more feminine presenting, but she's um, a lesbian, she's gonna have to constantly tell people uh, in the, uh, all the time that she's a lesbian. She's gonna have to constantly do that. Men that hit on her, oh, I'm a lesbian. Oh, I'm a lesbian. It's never ending. It never ends. And so like... I think that's something that important people don't recognize. So, like, for example, like, you're a gay man, man. So, like, if you get married and go to a function and then you're there and then maybe someone, you know, someone's talking to you and you're just like, oh, yeah, me and my husband, you have to do that. And there's going to be a beat of time where everyone's going to, everyone's going to kind of freeze in the circle and get stuck on that part of what you said. Because there's a certain thing that's just like you came out again and everyone has to take that moment away from you, what you were saying that was important. And they want to think about like, oh my God, this person's gay. I didn't know that. So now the energy in the whole situation can shift and change. Mm -hmm. And this is why coming out is stupid and mm -hmm. frustrating because it's like, I didn't even say nothing that affects you. But now you don't took it upon yourself to internalize something and create this whole narrative. And you want to focus on that part. I just know how people. You you know how you just know how people are, and they yeah. just they just not gonna act the right way. So it's ugh. And this and 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 I remember when there was this whole thing about straight people saying like, "Well, so we gonna have a straight." Uh, parade. Oh, yada, yada, pride. Yada. Mm -hmm. No, the reason this is one the discussion that we're having right now is the reason why we have a pride month and why we have a pride parade mm -hmm. is because of how much trauma and stuff that we endure constantly from having to come out doing this at pride parades and stuff like that. That is a time for us to celebrate mm -hmm. our identities and who we are, um, and all that that they encompass because. You, you look at one person, uh, if, you, if you're talking to one queer person, I'm using that as an umbrella term, mm -hmm. they have so many intersectionalities. They have so many different identities. Mm -hmm. And for uh, people, cishet people to just harp, 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 like, uh, harp on that, that's just their, them being uh, trans or them being uh, gay or something like that is just ridiculous. And it's something that we need to work towards... Uh, liberating right in the future and i i think i 
think you know from from looking at the generate the generation coming up behind us mm-hmm. they are way more, a lot of them are way more accepting and right. more like and they're aware of it at a younger age because remember we our age born in 1990 Damn. we didn't i i remember uh look going to a video store and looking at the queerest folk thing not knowing what queer was mm-hmm. or what queerest folk was i was like maybe 10 years old and my dad was like, that's queer. That's bad. Right. That's, that's something you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. And I didn't know what it was. Right. And I was 10. But now, you know, we have kids that are aware mm-hmm. of gender, gender expression, sexuality mm-hmm. at this, at that age. So I think that is going to definitely permeate and make a healthier environment for queer children in those coming up now and help aid and, and stop some of that um, trauma that, that we've been going through all these decades. Right. And I, I, I love what you said. And we'll talk a little bit about coming out stories here in a minute. But I just really just wanted to highlight the fact that, again, the, you know, people don't like to come out and, you know, everyone, again, take your time figuring all of this out. We need to let people have the room to explore, to figure things out, especially men. We really need to let AMAP people figure out what their orientation is because men are just apparently defaulted to be cis hetero no matter what like mm-hmm. like they don't a lot of men don't get that privilege we'll give women leeway because you know they constructed that you know in society that women have that privilege to be sexually free and it's all through the gaze of another man though no, that's the thing that's so fucked up and so irritated mm-hmm. us like the male gaze right g-a-z-e not g-a-g-a-y girl <laughs> let me be clear because sometimes you'll be like what you mean the male gaze like the hegemony of it all yeah, baby. <laughs> Man. So I just want to make sure that's very clear. And then before we go to the next part, I want to uh, ask you, what do you think some be some factors that would prevent someone from wanting to come out or express their gender or their sexual orientation, regardless of what age they are? Hmm. So... Ask me the question once more again. What, what would be... What are some factors that might prevent or cause pause... Cause pause. Cause pause. <laughs> cause pause. pause. <laughs> well, uh, the, the, their living situation, mm-hmm. safety. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if we look at um, Maslow's hierarchy. <gasps> yes! <laughs> Wait a minute. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If y'all know what that is, mm-hmm. please look it up because it's everything that we need. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up just because this is it's perfect mm-hmm. to go through this uh, diagram and explain. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, it's a py- py- it's a pyramid uh, that shows like our, our more basic needs mm-hmm. um, uh, when it comes to just being human as a whole. Mm-hmm. So the very first one at, at below is our physiological needs. So food, water, warmth, rest. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, honestly, if you are a teenager who is queer mm-hmm. and you are living in a, a, a society or a household that you know that that is not accepted, mm-hmm. you lose your first basic right if you come out. Right. 
You lose your first level of even being comfortable. <laughs> your like, basic needs. You, my, a basic need of feeling like you're safe and protected. That's one of those things that's lost. You like you getting your food and your water, but this this bubbling feeling inside of you of like what I like or who I am, it could turn into a complete nightmare if it came out. And how do you lose that? That's the basic. You can't even stand up. Like, mm-hmm. but anyway. And the the second one above that. Uh, it's just your safety needs. Mm-hmm. Now you come out and you are being bullied at school. Mm-hmm. You are being bullied at home by your your caretakers. Mm-hmm. You are being bullied by strangers on the street because you have a switch when you walk. Um, so then you're, these, these are you, and there are one, two, three, four, there are five needs on the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Those two I just listed are just your basic needs and they've already been taken away. And so those are, those, can you imagine having that level of fear from, mm. from knowing that you're different, having that level of fear, uh, from like four or five years old right. or two, three, whenever you step into reality and realize, Oh, I like something or I'm something that's different from what the social norm is. And I'm using air quotes. Mm-hmm. So imagine your basic needs. Now let's go to your psychological needs. Mm. belongingness and love needs intimate relationships friends mm. you can have there there are yeah I, <laughs> I, I'll even speak for myself I've had in high school when I came out stuff like that there are friends that just went bye bye yeah they're gone Th- those those intimate relationships uh, just disappeared Family because members. of my identity Family members gone, to, you know, connections severed because you are expressing who you are and they inherently have a problem with that. But that speaks more to society's issue. Society mm-hmm. has literally painted a picture and has completely shown us and they're starting to slowly kind of rectify it now, slowly. But mm-hmm. the damage is done. Being a queer person equals being bad. So... If you're constantly being reinforced that this air quotes, what they love to say, lifestyle. <laughs> I hate that word. Don't you hate that? That you were talking about. <laughs> Burns my puss. Anyway, um, but they're like, your lifestyle is offensive to me. And it's just like, but this has nothing to do with you, mama. Like, why That's are you? It's about me. That's the thing I think people center themselves in that situation. It makes me uncomfortable. Well, bitch, I don't have no friends. So now what? It's just like, I can't even go to the corner store real quick and grab something without someone calling me the F word. Mm-hmm. I can't even punch it down here without someone calling me the D word. If you, if, if yeah, um, that word for, or for women. Or if they're like trans people calling you the T word. You can't even make it. You can't even exist in your own space and feel comfortable. And if someone were to do something to you, they would be justified in that because they could immediately say like, they came on and no and the way that society is set up if you defend a queer person that automatically means something negative as well so they have really sealed us in this space that's why we have to air quotes come out mm-hmm. and then all of that being taken away from you the second part of the psychological needs is your esteem needs mm. so your feeling of accomplishment how you view yourself so with all that trauma, do you know how what the depression rates for queer folks? High the, as hell. <laughs> we we have to have been because of all the trauma, and then then you can have all of these different cycles of 
getting into relationships that aren't good for you simply because you're looking for someone to help build up your self-esteem and whatnot. I may or may I may or may not have done that. And by may or may not, I mean I absolutely fucking did that. (laughs) Like, girl, like if that's that and I told people that too when I was coming out. It's just like when someone expressed interest in me and I knew I was a queer person, if a man came up to me when I was in high school and said, I like you. My self-esteem is in the basement because no one has expressed any kind of like love and appreciation for who I was as a queer person. So now someone's simply saying, I appreciate you. I see you. You ready to throw it all away and be like, Jesus, I will be with you forever. Just love me and support me. I mean, we obviously not together, you know, (laughs) but you go through that because you need someone to validate you. And if no one validates you in your experience, you're going to have a field. Keep going, man. I'm sorry. And no, you're right. And I, I, I think that's why we have, there, there's a lot of uh, queer folk that find it hard to be in relationships mm-hmm. and to love because they're still learning how to love on themselves because of their previous experiences with, with the whole world teaching them not to love themselves and who they are. Mm-hmm. So they don't know what they, it looks like sometimes. So it, it we, we had to fix that to aid that we need to stop it at the root, mm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, and I, I'm so grateful. That's why it's important that we have all of these different, um, like, uh, like we that we go to counseling, that we mm-hmm. do things to help build ourselves back up, so we can finally reach the top, which is the last part of the pyramid: self actualization. Um, just achieving achieving one's full potential, including creative activities, work activities, you know, their career and their life, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Give them a chance to be somebody. Right. And and this is and so this is how this works for me. I gave the example of Caitlyn Jenner and Jazz Jennings. Caitlyn Jenner waited her entire life to be exactly who she was. She had to probably go through all of Maslow's hierarchy of needs to get to her self-actualization. It took her 60 years and some change to get that. Whereas, because she probably wasn't being supported the way that she needed to be supported. They probably was, you know, putting her through all this kind of drama and rigmarole and all this kind of stuff. Whereas with Jazz Jennings, she got the love and support that she needed from her family. And she was able to express herself and be who she is. It happens at different rates, but you can see how the external forces are at play here. Much more than the internal forces. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... And, 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 you know, pe- some people um, are more, it's, it's harder for them to have an internal locus of control mm. rather than an external one, meaning it's harder for them to not care what everyone thinks about them around them and just hone into what they truly think about themselves mm. and focus on that. Some people are very uh, impressionable when it comes to people talking and nagging and saying things right. to them. Mm-hmm. It changes their psychology. They start to believe those things. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just, that's just not fair. Yeah. It, <laughs> that it, is it. not right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, we, did, we cover all that in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Shout out to Maslow. You kind of kind of gone now, but I mean, but 
if, if a queer person's basic needs aren't met, you can't expect them to be a full functioning human being at the end of the day. True. So it's kind of like support them from the beginning and they'll be good. Sounds like a good, sounds like a good start to me. It's, so it sounds logical, right? <laughs> sounds like a normal fucking thing to do to support your child and things like that. And if you actually do the proper research and find, and now we have a lot, thank God for technology and stuff like that. We have a lot more resources available. We have a lot more language and we have a whole lot more stuff. And I think this is very evident, like you said earlier, about the kids that are coming out now. They know who they are. The same age, I think the same time that we knew who we were. But but they but they are able to, you know, click and be like, oh, this person is why representation is important. They can click and be like, oh, this person reminds me of me. This feels more like this. This is the words. This is the language. And again, I'm gonna keep referring to her, but Zaya Wade is like my prime example of this because she, particularly because she's black and I relate to that obviously a whole lot more. But she showed her daddy, Dwayne Wade, who's in the pinnacle of black masculinity, what this looks like. Uh-huh. And, and broke it down to him. You know, a 30, how old is Dwayne Wade? Probably almost 40, so I don't know how old he is. But like, you know, a 13-year-old a girl breaking this shit down for him and teaching him. But that's what kids are supposed to be. They're supposed to be more knowledgeable and aware. They're supposed to teach you how to be better in the future because the world is for them it's not for us we we're past the point now it's too late like this this world is for those children and we need to make it great for them so she, her explaining this to him makes me feel great and him going on all these platforms trying to explain it to these six head black niggas like i'm like y'all gonna have to get into it because these kids exist and you can't think that they crazy or something's wrong with them especially if the parents decide to support them like d-way gets so much heat for that and it's just evident that the people aren't very invested in knowing how kids are going to show up in the world. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't want your child to be a queer child, you don't need to be having children. Yeah, because you don't have a choice in the matter. It really, it's nature. Right. It's very that. So, um, since we're talking about youth and things like that, um, I wanted to kind of talk about some of our coming out experiences. Woo-hoo. Would you like to go first, ma'am? Or you want me to go first? Ladies first. Oh, rightfully so. Okay. So here, here's, okay. So again, this is in the 90s, early 2000s. Ain't no words, ain't no language. You just had sugar in your tank. You couldn't hold your hands a certain kind of way. Fix your wrist. Why you standing like that? Go play over there with them boys. Like that's supposed to magically fix what the fuck I'm doing. Why are you always with the girls? Cause they have fun and they talk about shit. Like, (laughs) I'm like, God, let me live. Like, I'm one of the, I'm one, you may, you can't relate to this, but I'm like, I'm one of the girls. Like, I'm going, I need to be over here playing. Like, whenever that kind of shit was happening in school, that dodgeball and all that kind of mess, I'm just like, girl, no, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and I'm, we going to be having a kiki and talking about like, oh my God, look at him over there. Like, I may not say it, but that's what I was thinking. Okay. So anyway, just like, but that, but that, you can see how early they start demonizing you as you know, especially if you're an AMAB assigned male at birth person. If you're a little boy child, they're going to immediately start doing that and just at the intersections of blackness in there, baby, a mess. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
let the child be, let the child exist. So I didn't have language to be able to even begin to express queerness and then definitely didn't have language to express I'm trans. Like I definitely did not have that language. So I think my, like, I think you've uh, spoke about this, like the, the air quotes, the transition process of how I went like, okay, this feels right. Like I'm going to go from this to this, to this, to this, because this is what I see. This is what resonates with me as close as I can get to it at the time. And so, um, I think I did see queer people, specifically trans women, which, what, which, who I were mesmerized by, um, on terrible talk shows like Jerry Springer and Maury Povich and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. Terrible TV shows, representation of queer people, especially trans women, especially black Dang, trans women. Why that had to be the best? But no, and no, no shade or tea to them, or or nope, all shade, them. all tea. They had us fucked up. What what makes me upset is that they were on there for that drama, mm -hmm. and that they were there not to be representation. They were there to make a mockery and be clowns right. on a show to be exploited. Yeah, we exploited. The, um, the, the sensationalization of like, sensationalization, the sensual, what word is that? The sensationalized. Sensationalization? Yeah, sensationalization. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that were the sensationalizing part of like, oh my God, is it a man? Is it a, like, that's so late and tired. Like, does it fucking matter? Does it involve you? No, don't worry about it again. But I think my first time actually realizing I was a queer person is not when I was watching those TV shows, but in the, this is what they always be afraid of, in the boys' locker room. I was in the sixth grade, and I had, had my first gym class ever in my entire life where they changed clothes in the locker room, and baby, that was like, okay. I know mm. I, this, 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 this is looking kind of right. Now, the problem is, is like, I don't know what to do with this information. Uh -huh. I really don't know what to do with this. Like, this is like me liking boys. And this is what they be afraid of. Like, <laughs> they be afraid, like, you gonna see this, you gonna turn gay. It's like, I'm, I'm in the space I'm supposed to be in and something happened. So, but nothing happened. I was just reacting like I was supposed to. So, but anyway, so that was like, and then I kind of played it to the left for a long time, baby. I played that to the left through most of middle school up into the late part of middle school when they start calling you those words. Yeah. When those parents have told them about these words and they start calling you all that stuff, I decided that I'm going to actively go counter against that. So, you know, if you can imagine me, cute little old me with the glasses and shit, and I was talking to these girls and I was living my best life, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna be straight. I'm gonna be a cishet person. Of course, I didn't have that language. But because everyone was demonizing me and saying all these whispering things about me, I had to counteract that. Needless to say, girl, it didn't work. <laughs> didn't work. And I wonder why it didn't work. Thank God. Baby. <laughs> Child, and I only want to know what people who who go through um conversion therapy. You know people go through I only want to know what that's like. Like, I really don't know what uh, I do not want to know what that's like. But um then after that, I was like, okay, obviously I like men or boys since I was in high school at this time. 
But I'm just like, I don't want people to know that for real like that. So I started off with the bisexual thing. I was like, great, I'm in now. They, they know I'm comfortable. But I wasn't checking for girls at all because I was one of the girls. So I wasn't checking for them at all. But I felt like that was like a cute, I'm going to step in here and be comfortable and be cute. Just dip your toe into the water. Right, and see how people react. You know, see, kind of see what it's going to give. And baby, it was like, people were like, girl, we really could care less type tease. And so I think every kind of so often I would kind of inch closer and closer to being under the gay umbrella and being like, okay, well, I'm going to be air quotes a gay man because this is the representation I see. This is what seems to be comfortable at the time. It's not completely, but this is as close as I'm going to get because I feel like if I had seen more positive trans representation, I might have tried to twist and pull it but I didn't see it so I didn't think it was feasible I didn't think it was possible so I didn't act on it that way you know had I seen Laverne if I had seen my idol Janet it might have made some things a little bit different uh -huh. Uh -huh. so again y'all this is the early 2000s so it wasn't giving anything that it's giving now um so yeah so that was one of my coming out experiences one of my most fun stories about how my parents found out I was a queer person since I like to embarrass myself in public places, it's fun. <laughs> there was a laptop. My mother did not like for us to have internet and I, <laughs> and she just didn't girl. And so there was one beautiful day where I was like, all right, I'm just gonna Google something for a project. And then I finished Googling for the project. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to Google. And this was like during like the Twilight Saga era. So I was like, let me just Google Taylor Lautner. And I was like, okay, he looks great. Oh. Let me, oh, he has no shirt in this picture. Let me just click on this picture. And you know how it just starts to trickle and you just get deeper and deeper into the wormhole, baby. And so I was there and then I got to a place where I was like, well, let me just type in this word. So I don't know what the fuck I typed in, but I ended up on a gay porn site, needless to say. You know, and then I'm like, no, this, if I could paint the picture, I'm in the kitchen, minding my business. I'm looking over my, sh looking past the computer at everyone in the other room. They watching TV. No one's checking for me, but I'm constantly, my heart is pulsing. I'm looking up and down like, girl, like, please don't catch me type tease. And so the only reason I feel that way is because I feel like what I'm looking at is bad. I feel uh -huh. like if I was looking at something I felt like my parents would have uh, supported and been okay with, this next section of the story would have been totally different. Mm -hmm. so, Had it been you looking at naked girls, they would have uh, chuckled. Chuckled. And give you a slap on the wrist. Yeah, and it would have been like, you know, you know, the manly thing is like, what was this? Just like, oh, you're just doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be looking boys at naked. Boys will be boys. Right, boys will be boys, which is that the is tired, annoying-ass cliche. Anyway, so I knew I wasn't supposed to be looking at it because it is it wasn't my laptop, but the temptation and the desire was there, obviously. And I had no one else to talk to about, so I'm acting on things. Anyway, because I don't know how technology works, I didn't delete the browser history, cookies, nothing. So I just exited out of the tab, and then I went to my room and minded my business, twiddled my thumbs, and then literally like five minutes later, I hear my name scream to the top of their lungs for me to come downstairs. Oh, God. And so, face crack. Like, I mean, face crack. And they turned the laptop around. I was like, what is this? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, just paralyzed face. Like, I'm just like, girl, what am I going to do? 
and my daddy is just yelling at me, just like, oh, so you like dick? Oh, you like dick? Oh, you like dick? Well, go in the bathroom and look at yours. Like, I was like, oh, what? what? Like, it was, it was very traumatizing. Like, I just stood there because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I, I just had to own the situation that I fucking did it. And it's your parents, so you're just like, okay, I'm just listening to whatever they say. Right. I'm scared. I was petrified. I was just like, well, that was that was a moment. So I was in trouble for let's let's say a couple of weeks after that. But I came to find out later that after I uh, had went upstairs and kind of went to my room and lost all my privileges for, for a couple of weeks, that my daddy was in tears. I've never seen my daddy really cry, but he was apparently devastated. And it's not like I have not been exhibiting a girlish or womanly type of um, attributes or features or presenting or myself in that kind of way at all. I've been doing it my entire life. Sailor Moon is my life. She is my life. I wanted to be her in like fifth grade Halloween. Not fifth grade. No, like in five or six years old. I wanted to be her for Halloween. And my daddy was like, no, we're not doing that. So I've always wanted to have this energy and be that girl. And so I'm acting on what I feel is comfortable for me and I'm just getting in trouble for it. Yes, the circumstances were bad. I shouldn't have did it. But I'm just saying I feel like it wouldn't have been as drastic had I been a cis-hetero person. So that was a fun, tragic story for me. And now I get to laugh at it because it's funny in hindsight. <laughs> and the, the healing and the, the being, being, even being able to talk about it mm-hmm. and not having a trauma response. Mm. A lot of people, so I like sometimes you'll go through situations you have a trauma response when uh, things come up mm-hmm. or similar situations where you're like you either get really angry or you're irrational and you're you're like so some people have different types of trauma response depending on what it is mm-hmm. and you definitely know when you healed when you don't have those type of responses to right. those previous things mm-hmm. so that I commend you and I think that's amazing. Zay is, Zay is a beautiful <laughs> woman, y'all. She has accomplished so many amazing things post all of that. And to hear, like, the stories of of, of her origin story, mm. she is a super, she is definitely Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman, all the world Wonder is waiting Woman. for you. In the satin tights and the red, white, and blue. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. And, so, and I, I also think it's interesting too mm-hmm. that about like your dad crying. And I wonder if um because I know my mom has said this to me and a few like I like I wonder like I know I'm sure a lot of other parents feel this way. Mm-hmm. So once they get over the the whole shock of you are not who they want you to be, mm-hmm. you are not this straight person. Right. Then it's the whole. Then it goes into the fear of I can't protect them. Mm. How can I protect them against themselves, right. or how will I p- protect them against the world? Because now the world is gonna try to attack my child. Right. I can't. So I wonder, like all those, all those things as a parent that they go through, mm-hmm. and it makes me think about like their trauma responses and what they've been through that, 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 um, their trauma response to this, that they're putting on to their children. I, and, and so for me, I definitely resonate and I hear, and I hear that it would have been. And so this is my thought process about that is because I was a child 
So I'm only acting on what I know and what I feel. Whereas you're an adult. You have been here for years. I'm going to need you to get your shit together. I'm going to need you to pull it together, sweetheart. I'm going to need you to gather it together. And I need you to speak to children in a certain kind of way. Yes, what they're doing is not traditionally acceptable. You're going to have to tell them and equip them effectively so they can be prepared. And you need to step outside of yourself and say, how do I protect my child? Because I know people are going to give them the third degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's... um. They just need to make those kind of decisions a little bit better, I find. And I feel like if my parents had responded a little bit differently, I would be a lot more open and a lot more receptive to what they had to say and who they were and their feelings and stuff if that had happened. Like, I, I my wall was up immediately when I knew this, this was a bad thing. So it's yep. just like, now you have to scale over this wall, but you have tools to scale over. I don't have anything to scale over i'm on this side and i feel alone so i need you to have that kind of conversation coming out is a very um triggering and traumatizing thing or it could be and in fact it doesn't have to be that's the thing that's so crazy it doesn't have to be but i feel like in that moment i just wasn't being understood and support i just felt like i was being attacked Uh so do you have any stories maybe one of your early stories or your first story I do, I do, but before I get into that, I want to say if there are any parents listening that need support, I don't know if y'all are aware of an organization called PFLAG. PFLAG. Parents of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer individuals. Um, I remember I watched this movie called Prayers for Bobby. Oh, I remember that, yes. Mm -hmm. On Lifetime uh, with the wonderful Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney, Mm. Mm mm-hmm. And she played, uh, I believe she, she either was uh, part of the team or the, uh, the founder. She played a character who was the founder of PFLAG mm-hmm. because her son had committed suicide mm-hmm. after tons of religious oppression mm-hmm. uh, that he received. And she instigated in certain points because she would throw the Bible at him and, mm-hmm. you know, and it led him to commit suicide. Right. So... If you love your, I, I say, please look at this as a resource if this is something that you need. And if you are listening here, oh, you on the right track. You're right, like, okay. You, know, you are trying. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's pflag.org. Okay. Um, Thank you, ma'am, for sharing that so the parents can be aware. No problem. No problem. Um, so I knew I was gay. My sexual awakening was like two or three because oh. I was watching Power Rangers. I will, I will tell everybody this story because I'm the biggest Power Rangers fan to this day. Uh, Big Ranger Power! Like, you know. <laughs> I already know that. <laughs> you said, like, they literally sent me a picture the other day. Ninjetti. <laughs> <laughs> and she had like her pink mask on and the penis was like pink right? So I was like, yes. No, but, but, um, I remember being two and two or three and having an attraction to Billy, to Jason, mm. to Zach, mm-hmm. you know, to Tommy mm-hmm. and looking at Kimberly and them like, oh, they're so nice. <laughs> oh, Trini's so amazing. She's so smart. She's so strong mm-hmm. and she's so knowledgeable. Kimberly is so, in, um, angelic and graceful and, um, She's so funny, mm-hmm. you know, with her, you know, not 
but I'm looking at them boys and I'm like, they they all them things. Billy is so smart. He's so fine. <laughs> like, and this is this is my mindset at two and three. This is me putting words to it, but right. these are the things that I was feeling mm-hmm. back then. And then I remember um I had um one of my best friends at the time, he was a big power in this band too. And I remember um, even having, like, a little crush on some of the, the boys when we uh, do, like, swimming pool, pool parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that, my mm-hmm. age, you know? And that, and I, I, I was a traditional, you know, I'm a traditional boy. Mm-hmm. I love, I come from a sports family. I still watch uh, the Cubs. Javier Baez is my dude. Like, I, I love sports. I, I love you know, when when uh, I still remember the Dream Team and growing up in that era with the Bulls, and baby. I, I played sports. Mm-hmm. I I did tennis. I did. I was a traditional boy. Boy, I loved. I, I love action movies. I love mm-hmm. horror movies. I I have all of that, mm-hmm. but I also have all this other stuff like Zayn Summer. I love Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. I love Steven Universe. I love. You know, I I ain't no problem with me. Um, if we if we playing around with our with our friends and putting on heels and dance around a little bit, because I'm so secure in my masculinity and who I am. Let's be so clear. So I, I guess I just say all of that to say like being being when you when you are stable in your masculinity and your identity as a man, mm-hmm. none of that should mean nothing. It, it, so I, I I guess when when I my one of my funniest coming out stories mm-hmm. has to be when I already had a boyfriend. Ooh. My first boyfriend. Oh, yes. We... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> he he was... Remember, remember what we were talking about earlier? Baby. <laughs> and you... Maslow's hired. Yeah. Just, yeah. Somebody <laughs> just said they liked you and you was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just bend over now. <laughs> you know, it was very <laughs> that. Go ahead. I was I was seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. I had been home for like maybe a week because um, I, not only did I have uh, made or had major depression, mm-hmm. um, I also had hurt my leg, and so I had like a whole like thing on my leg, so I wasn't going to school, and people were just bringing me my assignments. Mm-hmm. So that means I didn't get to see my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister, I love you. Trish, Trish did everything right. My my older sister. Was Shout out to Trish. Um, she she moved in. Um, her and Ken and her and and her daughter because mm-hmm. they were just staying with us for a while. And uh, she, uh, I remember uh, everybody else was gone, so it was just me and Trish at home. Mm-hmm. And um. My uh, he his his friend knocked on the door, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 to see if I was home first. Her name was uh, I forgot her name, but she opened the door, and I used to love because she used to have like pink and purple hair. She was oh. like she was like a punk uh, black girl. I love. Oh, her. I love all t- black girls. I love them. Ooh. <laughs> Who spoke Japanese or thought <gasps> she was Spanish? Can wait. Because she loved that stuff, and then she knocked on and was like. Trish opened the door. She's like, is Mikey home? It's like, they, they've been on me Mikey for years. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> it, it will never go anywhere. I know. I bet. Um, <laughs> but but she, uh, they, they confirmed I was home. She ran back to the car. 
And then mm. I remember uh, her, uh, my my ex, and uh, the other friend, they all got out of the car, ran up to talk to me, yada, 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 through the door. And I opened the door. And Andrew gave me, uh, they were about to leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave, the, my ex, he gave me the biggest hug mm. that you would ever, it was, it was, it was a, such a great hug. And we closed the door. My sister's like, like, is is such and such gay? I was like, yeah. I was like, do I have a boyfriend? I was like, me. <laughs> I was gonna be like, I thought you was gonna go all the way around and be like, Mm-mm, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. Did it this? It's, it's me and my sister have a bond like no other. Mm-hmm. Trish can ask me if I murdered somebody, and if I did, and I was hiding from the world, I would tell her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I cannot. This I just I trust and love her so much. And she 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 is always. We've been thick as thieves since we've been kids. So I she she I've been carrying me on her hips since she was eight years old. Um, I love that. So, so like, and then she gave me, she, like, I remember she was holding my arm and she was just holding me and hugging me. And that's all she wrote. Like, that was just, like, that was my coming out thing. But, but I swear people knew. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing, when Bootylicious came out, I knew Ooh. all the choreography to Bootylicious. Oh, and I would do splits for, tri- for my sister and her cheer squad and her boyfriend stuff and be like, grabbing their crush, like, oh, it don't hurt. Like, I used to be limb as fuck. I need to get them spits back. Um, <laughs> bring it on was my shit. Mab, um, we 30. We, we have to let it go a little bit. Just let it go. Just a little bit, Mab. Just let it go. Just let it go a little bit. Because I'm not, I don't, I can't do the up choreo that fast. You're going to have to let that go, too. I'm sorry. You know, I'll be getting it. I still get it. I'm, I'm okay. You go get You go get it. I'm going to sit here while you go get it. Okay? Let's do that. <laughs> many things that I didn't register that were signed that mom and everybody knew because there were things that I would say and do mm-hmm. that are based yes you would you I wasn't hiding because I didn't know to hide right until I didn't know to hide until like maybe uh 13 13 mm-hmm. 14 that's when I realized that I needed to hide mm-hmm um, and I was still doing all the same things I was. I remember we'd be out uh grandma house and we had the hoop. So we'd be me and my we'd be playing one on one or we'd be playing teams mm-hmm. or we'd be playing football. And I remember I remember one time we were in Michigan and we played football and I swear I think my uncles were trying to get my mom to have the conversation with me. Because mm-hmm. one of them lied on me. I never forget this. I still Ooh. I'm still angry about this. Ooh. They threw the ball at me and I caught it mm-hmm. and I threw it back. Then my uncle, like, maybe we went in the house, whatever. And then uh, my uncle told my mama that I was like, uh, they threw the ball at me. And I was like, ow. <gasps> and I was like, what? I didn't do that. You know, I think they were trying to get that, com- my mama Ooh. had that conversation with me. That's what, what I'm drawing my conclusion with my adult brain. But at the time, I was pissed. I was like, what? I didn't, 
I've always I've always been sensitive, but I've always been very resilient and very tough with that. Like emotionally, mm. but physically, I've always been tough. I like my pain tolerance and all that stuff is very high. I've always been rough, you know, when it comes to that physical stuff. Emotionally, I am empath- em- so empathetic, mm. so sensitive. That's just who I am as a cancer. Mm. You know, if y'all believe in the zodiac sign stuff, but I'm I'm brilliant. <laughs> But I, I um, well, and this is just like how this is an exploiting kind of way and trying to subject you to some kind of situation that one, he fabricated, so it didn't even happen. But then the second thing about it is just like, why did this need to happen? Why did this need to happen? Because we need to make you even more masculine to fix things. And, and my thought process about it is just like, has that ever really worked for people? There are people who come out of conversion therapy and it didn't wasn't effective on them. And they just be like, yeah, they just show you pictures and they zap you and stuff like, or whatever other methods they may have used and stuff like that. I'm like, so you're going through all these measures to air quote, fix somebody. It's Uh just like, is something wrong with them? Are they defective? Are they a bad person? Are they harming anybody? And this is the thing is just like, why are these things in place? And it's like, you... (laughs) The the it, it's not relevant anymore. It makes no sense to be that way right. anymore. Uh, I think the boomers that came before us they had a lot of conditioning mm. when it came to the status quo. Mm. Um, not only just religion, but just what it means to be an American. What it means, what how do you how you have to be. Mm-hmm. When you are a black American, you already got being black against you. We can't add queer to the pasta too. Baby. Um, and you know, you know, one of my heroes by arresting, mm-hmm. he sacrificed being visible um, with his queer identity so he could help art organize the March on Washington with Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. He couldn't be himself fully. He sacrificed that because it was one battle at a time. Right. So I get it. I understand. But the day and time that we're living in now and everything going on, uh-uh. it doesn't hold, it doesn't hold water anymore. Like, not you can't, even. That, that's not, it's not relevant to, and, and it's not smart to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't serve anybody. This, it, um, it doesn't serve anybody. It, it gives me nothing and nothing, nothing. It gives me nothing. Like, <laughs> no, nothing, <laughs> no, nada, no. <laughs> You know nothing, no nada, no nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do it. I was right there. Okay, but and so I, I, I wanna, I, I, I want people to be very knowledgeable and aware of the fact that being a queer person is not a bad thing. People who are there, there are cis hetero people who are doing bad things all the time. But because they're a cis hetero person, that's not attached to the negative thing that they're doing. But if there's someone that's queer is doing it, it's like, well, also on top of that, they're queer. So that makes that must give them a reason to be demonic and evil and stuff like that. And, and Zay, just to interject a quick example. Mm-hmm. Um, most serial killers and uh, most mass shooters and whatnot in America and high schools, colleges, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm are cis-het white men. Does that make mm. all cis-het white men maniacs? No. Nope. 
So that's so I'm applying I'm applying that very intentionally and very purposefully mm-hmm. for people to see they're doing this these very heinous, ignorant, painful acts that are hurting everybody. Mm-hmm. But to those cishet white men who are making a difference in this world that are um, promoting equality and equity mm-hmm. and being wonderful the citizens of the world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're horrible just because people of their demographic or population belong have done that. Right. So I just wanted to interject that. Really no, quickly. thank you. And I think that's very important to the conversation. That's just like if someone is queer and they do bad things, it's not because they're a queer person. They're just a, not a good person. Like if they mm-hmm. do bad things, it's not attached to that. So mm-hmm. it's so it doesn't make any sense. It, you know, it's like what they always be like, not all of them are bad. It's like we know, we know this already. Mm-hmm. But you can't attach something like this to them and just make it seem like they're all horrible. Like not all queer people are bad. Like they're just like not all black people are bad. There are some that be out there acting a fool, Candace Owens. But you know, that's um, that's that's not the that's not the point. <laughs> so I just kind of um, want to wrap things up a little bit and just kind of talk about just a couple more things, okay? Yes. So the very last part I want to talk about is this, um, like the constant part of coming out. We already we've talked about it, but I want to give a little bit of experience on my end in this way where I am a trans person who came out a little bit later. And so I think that's something that's happening right now is that the trends of people coming out as more queer or more trans and all that kind of stuff, the numbers are going up and people are like, that's because they're seeing it more, they're seeing it more. And it's like, girl, that's not how that works. Because uh-huh. let me, let me, let's be clear, when I watch Monsters Ball and I watch Halle Berry get her shit beat in, I wasn't sitting there like, hmm, I need to do that to her. I was not, it wasn't giving. When I watch Baby Boy, I'm just like, hmm, Taraji, she's getting her shit beat in. I need to be Tyrese. It was never giving me that. Never, never. It gave me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just like, if anything, I, to me personally, I wanted to be Taraji. I wanted to be Hallie in those situations. So my brain was already connecting to those women in those situations and stuff like that. So yourself. Right. And so we and you and I haven't had a chance to talk about the Lil Nas X thing about how if the kids see this, they're going to turn and be queer. And it's like, oh, oh my gosh. It is not transmittable. Right. Like this, <laughs> that's not it how is, this works. Right. This is not trans. It's not a, you know. It's not a virus. It's nothing like that. You can just exist and be comfortable because I don't watch so many cis hetero people, cis hetero black people. I don't watch uh, Brown Sugar, uh, the, the, all these other movies, Love and Basketball. I don't watch all these movies about cis hetero people, and I'm still not a cis hetero person. If 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 it was transmitted, if if sexuality and gender. Uh, expression and 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 uh, being transgender was uh, transmittable by media. Mm-hmm. Then, <laughs> then it w- I think there'd be a lot more because <laughs> like that's not that's not even it, it, it makes no sense. 
It right. makes no sense whatsoever. And then more so than that, it's like, what about the queer trans people that came like in the early ninety, early nineteen hundreds and the late eighteen hundreds? We have information about them being queer people. So they didn't have like no TVs. What did they look at? Newspapers? Then they was like, you know what? <laughs> I might try that. Like what? Like that's that's just not how it works. And I want people to understand that. So like when I watched Lil Nas X's video, I definitely resonated with everything that was going on. You're being demonized. You're being you're gonna go to hell and da da da. So he just capitalizing off what people have been telling him for years. His trauma. He right. was capitalizing off of his trauma of what he was told what's going to happen to him of being a black man. He he healed from it, but he used it to empower himself right. as well in the visual. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he's not a saint worshiper. He don't, he's not condoning Satan and evil and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. He is, this. he's a black male raised in a Christian uh, society. Mm-hmm. And that, was his way of telling his story right. in a way of taking his power back right. and using his gift to also tell people to take your damn power back. Yeah. Fuck this shit. Right. And if, and if that's the case, I love the simplicity of it where someone was just like, well, if, they, if your child watches Lil Nas X and turn him gay, then just make him watch WAP. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, Megan and Cardi are naked. I'm just like, it's, and there's other women in the video. Like, it's going to be fine. Just balance it out. Just, just, just go ahead and get for real. But, let's, let's just be logical. But, but as soon as you say that to them, they'd be like, well, that's not how it works. Well, then how does it work? Because you just made it seem like I could watch Lil Nas X video and I'm going to be a totally different person. Like, yes, girl, what? Yes. Like, you go from you go from one completely different identity to another. And for some people, I think they will be shocked and gagged and like, did it not? Because you were talking about particularly you being an AMAP person and you growing up and playing sports. They'd be so gagged when it'd be like these big sports niggas that like turn out to be gay. I'd be like, I'm like, do you not know that this is not monolithic? Like, do you not see that? Not all Hispanic, Latinx people are the same. Not all black people are the same. Not all queer people are the same. You can have the exact same label as somebody else and be totally different. Caitlyn Jenner is a transgender woman. She is a Republican. I am a transgender woman. I am not Republican. Like, (laughs) I need these things to be clear. We are not monolithic. And I need everyone to know that there's no strange agenda why the numbers are going up. People are just more comfortable being themselves. And now that we have things like a marriage equality, there's things that um, are protecting queer people at different stakes and different uh-huh. places and stuff like that. So people feel more comfortable and they wouldn't feel the need to come out, air quotes, and they wouldn't feel the need to um, protect themselves if they were just accepted inherently. Exactly. But if they've been demonized this whole time and stuff like that, you can't expect someone to be out there and, and, and jump stream, just be honest with you, because you don't nobody know you from a can of paint. They might hurt you, harm you, stalk you, do all kind of crazy shit. So it's like the idea of coming out, I think, is a very sacred and protected thing. Um, and I think that uh, cis hetero people need to understand that they are not owed someone telling them their identity. That's, that's, you don't, why do you get to know that? Why, why? That does, that, nothing, so. It's nothing, no, no. No, no, no nothing, no, not. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I just want that to be clear, um, and so, 
both videos are sickening both WAP and call me by um your name like I think both of them are sickening videos go watch both of them I'm just like I love black people doing anything and it's sickening and it's chart and just like if it's up then it's up and people know I don't really care for Cardi like that but that song is so fucking catchy and plus the bookie bookie boo like that shit I do it every time anyway so I just want that to be unequivocally clear. And if you need help trying to understand what coming out is like, um, definitely listen to people's coming out experiences. Watch YouTube videos. And the other important thing I want to say is let people change their damned mind. Yeah. We need to let people explore these things. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, if they were to undergo a major surgery and they had, just say they had an SRS surgery, a sexually reassignment surgery, or SAS, a sexually affirming surgery, they went through the proper medical procedures, the doctors, the all the paperwork, all this shit in order to even get to that place. And it's not cheap. So it's not like they just handing out vaginas left and right or they handing out dicks and titties left and right. You got to go through a bunch of stuff. So it's like the idea that like they can just pull up and just be like, Doc, give me a pair of them titties right there. That's going to work for me right there. You can't do that. It's just like, Doc, go ahead and throw that dick on me right quick. It's not going to work like that. So I need people to be completely knowledgeable and aware of that. Your, your label that you associate with and you connect yourself with is a sacred one. And some people don't have to have a label. That's why we like umbrella terms like queer. I'm just a yeah. queer person. I exist underneath this queer space. I'm comfortable with queer people and da 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 There are people who sometimes like men, sometimes like women, sometimes like men and women, sometimes who just like a specific person because of that person and what they are and who they are. There's people who are uh, queer and questioning, Mm -hmm. meaning that they may uh, deviate and they're still trying to find themselves. So, and this is all terms of just sexuality and not gender. Right. So... Let people have these moments because in real life, it does not affect you. And I think that's another thing is like, stop centering yourself when someone's trying to tell you to come out. Like, be like, um, be comfortable and be grateful that someone's expressing this vulnerability to you. You know, I want to um, shout out to Jenny because... You know, I, um, when we were growing up together, like she watched this whole process. Like we've been friends for more than like 15 years. So girl, she'd seen, she'd unseen me with the Harry Potter round glasses all the way up until the sickening bad bitch that I am. So, and she has been there at every turn. Every time I say I'm this, I'm learning more about myself. I'm this, I'm learning more about myself. I'm this. And I have the language to go along with this. She was like, okay, okay. Okay. She didn't take the situation away from me and say, God, what about how I feel about the situation? Because she knew it had nothing to do with her. Uh So it's like, are you comfortable? Are you happy? Do you feel safe and secure? Am I providing you the Maslow's hierarchy of needs in this situation Uh as a friend? That's what you should be doing. When someone comes out to you and tells you their tea and and lets you know and da-da-da-da, Take that as a moment to be like, wow, this person really trusts me. Yeah. Other thing, I promise, I'm almost finished. I promise. Don't tell nobody tea. If they did not tell you to tell tell them they tea, don't tell them. Like, you know, exactly. if, if you know this person is a queer person and they've confided in you and somebody asks you, is so-and-so this? They'd be like, oh, well, that's not my business to say. 
Now, if they done told you, girl, you can go ahead and tell everybody. It don't matter. You can shout it from the mountaintop. It's all over Facebook, Instagram, and the socials. You know, then you can probably let it rip and they probably wouldn't mind. But get the consent from that person because the person asking could have some malicious intent. You don't know what that person going to do. And then you sitting up there looking like an accomplice and you look stupid because you helped something negative happen. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up until you get consent, or go, or go, or go. Di- I'm sorry, that shit irritates me. Or go direct them to, um, go direct them to that person. How about you go talk to this person? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's just how I feel about that. And um, National Coming Out Day is October 11th in October. Um, so make sure y'all go and, um, celebrate that. And remember, y'all don't have to do this. Take your time figuring out research, look things up, watch videos. You have so much access if you're privileged in, in the first world country and stuff like that. Please go look this stuff up. We're going to put links in the bottom for the Trevor Project and for Flag. So we'll put more resources down there just in case y'all need more help. Ma'am, do you have any final words about coming out, sweetheart? No, I, I, as always, I'm just grateful to be able to share this space with you, and I'm grateful for all of y'all that just listen to us, and grateful that y'all are here too because it really means something. More, we're we're doing work that's bigger than uh, just us, mm-hmm. and this these conversations they are they need to be had. Um, you know, there's a time and place for things for to be superficial and there's a time and place where you do need to be more like I said before intrastic mm-hmm. and uh crit- have uh some things need critical thought so you can analyze them and understand things so you can understand yourself too and others. Um so just thank y'all all for being amazing global citizens. Come on. Mm-hmm. And um we just sending y'all love. It's all love. It's all love. It always will be love. And thank you. I'm going to echo what Mab said. Thank y'all for tuning into our episode. We really appreciate y'all. Um, again, please go on to Apple Podcasts. Since 50% of our listeners use Apple products, um, I'm going to need these comments. I'm going to need good five-star reviews. I need you to share with your good girlfriend, uh, whoever, your mama, daddy. If they need this episode, if a coming out person who don't understand this needs it, send this to them, please. So that they, is with your abuki buki boo. I hate you so <laughs> much. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all black Black to to the the future. future.